Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie here. Welcome. In this podcast, we're seeking out folks in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. I am very pleased this week to present our conversation with Scott Sandler, formerly the owner of Pizzioli in Soulard, and now the owner of the wildly popular Pizza Head located on South Grand. Thanks for tuning in, and please enjoy our conversation. Everybody likes to hear themselves talk. Okay. I guess you got something interesting to say. Would you bring us a drink tonight? Tell everybody listening. Oh, we're, we're, uh, we're on. We're recording? Yeah, we've been, been recording, recording for the past 10 minutes, 10 minutes or so. <laughs> I don't know, remember what I said. <laughs> it's okay. We didn't begin until maybe. Yeah, this ago. is the official beginning now. So. Oh, this yeah. is the official beginning. Official beginning. Okay, so what did, we, what did I bring? Yeah. Tell everybody what you brought that we just Well, you, you said to bring a drink that would represent me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to say, like I said, it's probably water because water's mm-hmm. you know the best thing to drink. But for my business, I'd say Pabst Ribbon because mm-hmm. cool. it's, Indeed. it's mm-hmm. cheap, it's an American classic. Uh, it's a great brand. It's a great company, mm-hmm. and it pairs well with uh, Pizza Head Pizza. Yeah, totally. So cheers. 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 Yeah. Bing. Good to see you. Bing bong. So then, my second question for you tonight, we'll we'll get this rolling. Scott, tell everybody who you are. Uh, who am I? Yeah, take that mm-hmm. however you want. My name is Scott. My last name is Sandler. Definitely here because I have a pizza place in St. Louis called cool. Pizza Head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Formerly, I had a, a place called Pizzioli, which uh, I sold. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Well, I have a wife and I have a nine-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I live in University City. Uh, I like it there a lot. Mm-hmm. I like where my business is now on in Tower Groves. What else? Been in St. Louis now since 2010. So almost eight years in April. Mm-hmm. Really like St. Louis. It's a great place right now for uh, where we are in our life, the family and business. It's a great, great community. So Cool. Yeah. I, was gonna say, I like your pin. Is that for Pizza Head or is that from somewhere else? Uh, this is a kind of a weird hand grabbing a piece of pizza. Yeah, it looks almost like running Actually, jewels. it's from my friend Mark Bello in New York who owns a pizza school. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, he actually lived in St. Louis because he has a master's degree in some kind of arts. Mm. At He got it at Wash U. Mm-hmm. Very artistic guy, interesting mm. guy, and he's got all this pizza paraphernalia, all kinds of crazy pizza things. Uh, and he does these really successful classes uh, where you learn to pe- make pizza at home. So it's called, yeah. It was Pizza a Casa. That's what he used to call it. Now it's just called Pizza School. Mm-hmm. That's where I took my first pizza class, although I was making pizza at home before that, but I took his class in New York probably shortly after I moved to St. Louis in 2010, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's a good friend. I just saw him in New York, and he he had those pins, and of course I asked him for one, and he gave me one. Nice, yeah. very appropriate. 
for your business. I like That's it. That's right. Yeah. They're thinking of getting pins like that made for our business as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get a whole bunch of pins. This is like one of those jackets you want to get pins. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Those are the trendy start, new accessory these days. Starting with this, this pizza pin. Yeah. Very so. good. So, Scott, tell everybody, um, what did you want to be when you were a kid? You know, I didn't think of anything I wanted to be, really. I don't remember specifically thinking about what I wanted to be. That's probably why I stumbled for so many years until I was 47 and I opened the pizza place. Mm. And the interesting thing was, is that uh, I didn't even like pizza when I was a kid. I remember going to a birthday party and I brought my lunch. It was a peanut butter and jelly Mm. sandwich Mm. to Pizza Hut because that's all there was Mm. back when I was five. It's Pizza Hut. What an irony, right? I didn't like pizza, and now my business is pizza. Everything's pizza. Mm. It's just pizza. Mm. Although, so to answer your question again, I didn't think about wanting to be anything. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, So, but you probably should have some idea of what you want to do because I I wouldn't say I stumbled. I just didn't find my groove or my thing Mm. till till later. So I, I, I did was in real estate and made okay money and was able to save up and then able to open the pizza place without any partners or debt. Yeah, which nice. are two evils <laughs> that you want to stay away from generally. Yes. If you can avoid it. Yes. Because <laughs> debt will crush you and partners usually uh, split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe some 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 can think that there's clear definition between roles. And there's mutual respect. I think partners yeah. can work, but for the most part, partnerships don't work out eventually. Either the money, if the, there's no money, that's when things go bad. Or if there's a lot of money, that's when things go bad. Because <laughs> then they fight over money and sure, then, sure. you know, fight over... Uh... Yeah. So I think there's some situations out there that are working that I know, you know, in the restaurant business, part, you know, partners and investors... Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mission Taco is probably doing really well. You know, they're expanding. I know they have partners and they seem to be, uh, as far as I can tell, have a successful uh, type of situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was, a- oh, going back, I was able to uh, work at a job that wasn't really exciting. Uh, mm. it was, I didn't hate it, but I didn't, didn't love it. But uh, again, able to save a little money. Mm. Uh, it wasn't that much money, but it was enough to... Uh, open a place here and again not have any debt or partners that's awesome yeah, yeah. where did you grow up by the way uh, mostly in New Jersey mm. but I lived in Missouri till eight eight mm. years old yeah. lived in St. Louis for a little while Jefferson City for a little while and then my dad took a job in New Jersey so mm. third grade I moved to New Jersey so I, I don't really consider myself from St. Louis mm-hmm. mm. it's just sure. it's not you know, more of an East Coast type person. So, sure. Yeah. Cool. So. Okay. Good deal. Um, I might just throw a bunch of random questions at you. Okay. You got, you got the pizza stuff. We know we know you own Pizza Head. It's been doing very well, yes? Yes, but you always got to be cautious. So uh, you can't get too too comfortable or complacent. So we're doing we're doing pretty well. You know, it's pretty steady in that neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. I was never crazy about Soulard. Uh, it worked there, um, but it's definitely working better. And mm. 
Tower Grove South, mm-hmm. sure. South Grand. You know, it was weird because I think I told the story to uh, to Wes about, you know, soon after I opened Pizzioli, I, I really wanted to be open on South Grand. I really wanted that to be in that location. Mm. So I was sort of lusting after it <laughs> in my mind, mm. you know, like, I wish I was over there. And, you know, like a miracle, it happened, you know, so it was like a miracle, actually. It's sort mm-hmm. of just how all the pieces just fell in place like clockwork mm-hmm. uh you've got to have a uh, a vision and you got to be able to execute that vision but at the same time you can't you got to let the universe meet you halfway universe god spirit whatever you want to call it that power so mm-hmm. like that's why i feel like everything just fell in place like clockwork because i was able to get the right make the huge make the effort but at the same time leaving something open i think when things doors open i guess what I'm, what am i trying to say that you got to read signals and things to to figure out where you need to go and sure. and there's a there, there is a a path for you for everyone and it's just a matter of tapping into it mm-hmm. and also you got to be patient I think people, you know, everyone, everybody wants everything now. You got to be patient. I waited a long time for this. Like, I mean, I worked hard. And then when the, whatever you want to call it, the planets aligned, everything, everything fell in place. But Mm. nothing happens before it's time and nothing happens after it's time. Mm. So what people don't see uh, is that, oh, you, yeah, you had the successful pizza place. And wow, that's awesome. But they don't. Sometimes people want to be somewhere like before it's their time. Mm. So like, hey, you know, I'm 50 years old. I worked nine to five for 25 years. I was made a pizza at home for 10 years. Mm. I, I paid my dues. You know what sure. I'm saying? So like, you know, sometimes it happens for people sooner, sometimes later. Sure. You know, sometimes it never happens because... They don't see it. I knew in my other career that I knew I could do excel at something and I just needed the right environment. Mm-hmm. So like, I just never, my career never really took off and really, it, it, I did okay, but mm-hmm. I know why now it didn't take off because I didn't really put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. You know, my heart wasn't, I just sort of was an okay employee. It wasn't like <laughs> the, the best employee. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know why now, because I, because I needed to be on my own, you know. And, and again, I think it's right for some people and it's not right for others. Like I know people that want to do stuff, two people in particular, and I can just tell it's not for them. You know, they don't know it. You know, they're at regular jobs or, or whatever and they want to do something on their, you know, I had to be pushed to do this. I wouldn't have just done it on my own quit my job and do all that i mean people that do that have guts if you can like quit Mm -hmm. a full-time job to to do to do something on your own just put yourself out there in the abyss sure you gotta have guts yeah Mm -hmm. so and hopefully you got a little nice vision there as you know what exactly you're going to be doing and because you know i myself uh used to work for myself a long time ago and uh, it worked good for a while but but i basically didn't have a plan at all it's just like yeah i don't want to work full-time job anymore so I work for my just work for myself now didn't work for like uh, maybe like three months so I finally started getting some contracts 
you know, doing IT stuff and programming. But, uh, you know, I guess that's more of a high-demand field. But <clears throat> I, do, I, I was thinking about what you were saying about how um, we, like people want to follow their dreams all the time. So maybe sometimes they got to wait. You know, I mean, how do you know it was time to leap? do this well know. no that's what I was getting to oh, was I interrupted you know I got <laughs> long, I short, patient, short story I lost <laughs> I lost my job twice in, in one year gotcha so the second time that's when I was like I'm I'm ready to do this I'm ready I know I can do it and I was just you know straight ahead mm-hmm. so it's almost like the first time I wanted to do it when mm-hmm. I lost my job and then it sort of convention just pulled me back into mm-hmm. to the you know, workforce of, uh, then the second time, so it was like the universe had to, you know, yank me twice. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. sure. But it's what I wanted. So it's sort of, oh, and the other thing is that you you shouldn't take that leap Mm. because you're not, it's not guts, it's, it's sort of carelessness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's doing it at the wrong time or doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Sure. I mean, that's the, the best way to get into something like I got into was exactly how it happened, which was, I don't want to go into the whole story, but basically got fired, laid off two times in one year, you know, and at my age in St. Louis, which isn't a great job market for a lot of fields and it's very provincial here. So it's, I'm like, do I go around with my begging bowl and my resume and say, please hire me? I said, no, I'm done with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make my own path. Sure. And it's time. It's the only, like I said to Wes, it's the only time I, in my life I've been out there with nothing, mm. nothing there, mm. no security. You know, like that scene from Wall Street. You know, and you're like, you know, you're looking into the abyss. It's like, you're out on a limb. You have to succeed. There's no other option. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's no safety net. And I think that's the key to successful entrepreneurship. When there's no safety net. Mm-hmm. All the people I know are great entrepreneurs mm-hmm. have gone out there. Generally, are people who had no other choice. They didn't. Maybe they didn't go to Ivy League school or they mm-hmm. didn't graduate college. Sure. or They had to hustle. They had yeah. to figure out their own business or their own way. Now, other people have maybe taken in money, investment, family money, whatever, and then created a, a great empire sure, or sure. created something awesome. Have you always been this um, reliant on signs in your life, or did that develop later? No, it's, it, it's weird. It's, on one level, I'm very spiritual and metaphysical. On the other, I'm extremely practical and realistic. So, mm-hmm. And not into that mumbo jumbo, <laughs> as my dad would call it, yeah, yeah. mumbo jumbo. <laughs> so, again, you want to be careful with the whole science thing, because then a lot of people just read into what they want to read yeah. into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a distinct difference between, I would sort of lean on the practical, realistic side. Mm-hmm. I guess when I say signs, it's more... So I'm thinking Pizza Head, right? For example, I'm thinking of the size of the place, how it should look in my head. You know, I have an idea about it. And so I'm going to eat at Treehouse. And again, it's another long story, but Bay 
the owner told me there was a space across the street that was available and I didn't even, I didn't know. And the next day I looked and, and all I did, when I looked in the window, no, when she told me that, I'm like, that's the place. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. Sure, 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 sure. And it was like, I knew that was the place. Even just, mm-hmm. it was a weird feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is it. Yeah. So like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Not like, you know, I, I saw it in a cloud. It was like yeah. 3196 South Grant or, you know, yeah, I mean, that yeah. kind of stuff does happen sometimes, but it's more, I think you have to be careful because in, in like in Indian spirituality, which I like, you know, all the, usually the gods, when they're pictured, they have one foot on the ground and one foot up. Mm. Just means you got to have one foot in heaven, one foot on the earth. Mm for a balanced life so you know if you have two feet up you're just out there mm. and you're you're not grounded and you're you're not productive and you're you just you know if you have two feet on the ground then you know there's no there's no room in your life for something interesting to happen every moment you know you gotta leave space it's like you're a musician right mm-hmm. you crash all the notes together there's no song mm-hmm. so you need the space right. that's what mm-hmm. defines the notes so it's like that's what I mean when, I guess, when I'm talking about you make the effort and then grace meets you halfway. I understand. Mm. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's not, that's not something new, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But to actually experience it. Mm-hmm. So some people like filling their life with all this stuff and it's like they go from boom, boom, you know, activity, 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 activity. And their, their brains are always just, there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, mm-hmm. I'm always busy, but I always have time. Or someone just spacey and they're not they're not doing anything. They don't get sure. anything done. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah, that's the answer. Your question. Cool. The signs. Thank you. Yeah, I think I, def- I definitely no, under fall. the weather, but um, oh, you are yeah, oh. just a slightly. Okay. You're okay. But, yeah, but I think I definitely fall in the category of always act- active. I don't generally turn off. Even when I'm laying in bed, I'm thinking about stuff. Well, I don't mean like that. I mean I'm always active too. I just mean that, like I'm always thinking about the business. Like I never turn off, mm. but. At the same time, I think there's a difference between, like, I'll give you an example. So my wife and I, and we're kind of the same in the sense we're spon- spon- uh, spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And we always have time if we're invited somewhere or, you know, we can always make it happen. Mm-hmm. But 99% of people, 95% of people, their lives are sort of this... Like she organized this um, this little woman's group, professional mm. group, to mm. like talk about their careers mm. and you know, with like three or four other women. Mm. So the time was approaching. She set the time. It took her a long time to get everything together, the time and the people and the schedules. And I kept asking her. I was like, no one emailed you yet? No one called you yet? And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's set. And I'm like, I keep asking her, mm. you know? And then sure enough, like... Five minutes before it was supposed to start, somebody texted her and was like, oh, I'm going to be 20 minutes late because my daughter, this or that. The other one says, I don't know if I can come because this all happened like 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. It, it ended up happening, which is great for her. Yeah, I was yeah. happy. Yeah. But like it, 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 it literally almost fell apart at the last minute. Mm. So like, I guess what I'm saying is that my wife and I are the type, I'm not knocking those types of people. I'm just saying that my wife and I are the type of people that if we're committed to something and we set it and everything, nothing like that is going to happen unless it's like some crazy emergency, sure. which is, there's a very little chance of that happening. 
Mm-hmm. But for 99, 95% of people, there's something, the chance of something happening is like huge because mm-hmm. they're, they're overbooking. Mm-hmm. Everything's overbooked sure, sure. these days. Yeah. So it's like, honestly, we don't, we don't really socialize with hardly anybody because every time we've made plans with people, you know, like my cousins, for example, it's like they canceled at the last minute, like two or three times. So it's, we just find that happening all the time. So we're just like, you know, so we spend time together, with our family and we do stuff. And, you know, if it turns out that, you know, we see people, we do. But generally, we don't see that many people. Mm-hmm. Because of that reason. Just people are too busy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to find... Even people, when you're talking to them, mm-hmm. they're giving you 100% of their attention. They're looking at you. Mm-hmm. And they're engaging you. Mm-hmm. you know, that's hard yeah. these oh, yeah. days. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, like... being present... <laughs> Right? Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of being a phone looker. Even in a conversation, yeah, I'm listening, and while I'm going through <laughs> another conversation at the same time. I mean, my problem myself is that I actually never hang out with anyone anymore unless it's part of a creative project. Like this. This is how I hang out now. Or like uh, going to a bar or type talking with a mixologist about mixology or, you know, having friends who are working on little films and working with them on that. So I don't necessarily go to someone's place and just talk. Or, um, like, last time we did that was, like, when we went to Water Street mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with uh, Mary and John, John from mm-hmm. Yoclor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of a not, probably not a good thing that I can't just hang out with someone. Well, it's hard these days. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe because we're older. I don't know. Younger people yeah. tend to, you know, to get their friends together and yeah. go out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can think, like, where you are, if you're a couple, you tend to hang out with couples. If you're a yeah. couple with a kid, you hang out with a couple yeah, of kids. Exactly. There's even a difference between kids, uh, couples with one kid and couples with two and yes, three kids. Yes, yes. So, so it's like, <laughs> we, we never have luck with families that have more than one kid. Usually a lot, lot less luck. Sure, yeah. And then single people, you know, they're not going to want to hang out with a married couple generally. Yeah. Unless they have a boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, you know whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just funny how that... Mm, yeah that goes it's um oh i i went to new york last two weekends ago um mm. you know i've been going there a lot because i really like i like visiting i get inspiration mm. and i hung out with one of my friends there which was rare because he's got three or four kids mm. and it was a lot it was fun he was a college buddy and we just hung out and talked for about an hour two hours or something and uh you know it was unusual but it was a, it was it was good. I'd like to do more of that with people um, if I can. Okay, another random question then. <laughs> can you tell me about? Um, do you have any books that you have given a lot to people or gifted to people? Hmm. I don't think I've given a book to anybody in mm-hmm. a long time. I used to be really into books. I had tons of books. Mm. I got rid of a lot of books. Yeah. A lot. Uh, I was just collecting them. Yeah. And then my uh, my teacher, Sethi Sai Baba, made some comment about, I don't know, maybe it was him, or it was something like, I don't know, it said something about the books were kind of a intellectual sickness or something. I don't know. Mm. It just sounds the opposite of what you would might think. But, sure. you know, the spiritual books, mostly I had spiritual books. I like cookbooks and stuff, so I, I know this isn't answering your question, but... Uh, the books I keep are like the, the bread books, the pizza mm. books, 
things like that, and then a few spirit, few inspirational books. Mm-hmm. Then when I go to the bookstore, I'm looking, and I'm just like, I don't need another book. I mean, it's like, uh, so I haven't given <clears throat> anybody any books because mm-hmm. I don't know. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, maybe I should. Uh, oh, with the internet and all, you know, all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, it's exactly, hard. Yeah. The books are, you know, like I have that book. You have that South Indian cuisine mm-hmm. book. I, I think I did one thing out of it, but mm. that's for, that, that's so complicated. Yeah. Um, although I, I just bought a great book called um, um, Frugal Vegan. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a great cookbook. I would give that book to people. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be my gift book because yeah. it's simple, mm-hmm. quick, delicious recipes that uh-huh. are easy to make i made this uh this dish out of it it was just brown rice beans and corn kale avocado and then a, a cilantro tahini mm. cilantro tahini that yeah so there's a bunch of sauces in the book that mm. they help you know it's basically cilantro yeah. lime um, tahini and okay. salt and mm-hmm. water and it was amazing mm-hmm. just really easy to make Cool. Is it a newer book? I got it at um, Urban. Um, what's the name of that place? Urban Outfitters. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I don't buy again. I don't buy books these days except for maybe bread books, pizza books. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so I think. How about this? I'm going to start giving that book mm. to people. You know, as a gift. Good yeah. answer. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hey. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for bringing that. Thanks, totally. Thanks for bringing that up. Glad to help. Yeah, it I, is a cooking season. can be intimidating because it takes time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, again, who has time these days yeah. to cook? So I like to cook, but I don't, I don't want to sit. I don't have time, you know, and I don't want to eat pizza all the time. So, mm-hmm. so I think having your staples of brown rice, brown rice you can do a lot of stuff with. So just mm-hmm. cook the brown rice. A dal, uh, lentils are easy to cook. Mm-hmm. Just put a little curry powder, salt and pepper in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, steamed vegetables, those are easy and de- delicious. And then, mm-hmm. again, like this book had a bunch of these sauces mm. that go with the dish. So, Yeah, one time I saw a book about uh, the, like a vegan weightlifting team. They had recipes that were supposedly good for a vegan weightlifter to uh, actually eat. And there's tons of lentil recipes and stuff like that, like really high protein sort of things. Like, supposedly the, there's a vegan weightlifting team that actually won, like, some major awards. Like they're getting the top awards. Okay. Because they're super slim, but super muscular, too. So they have this amazing definition uh-huh. on their bodies. That's interesting. I've heard about those folks somewhere. Mm. Yeah. But I saw a cookbook by them, actually, or someone who, someone who claims to relate to them or mm. associate. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a vegan or not, you can still cook stuff, high-protein-type dishes from here, or complex carbohydrates. And personally, I you know, I'm not for meeting eat, uh, eating meat but I think if you do eat meat it should be really really small part of your diet sure. for it to for you to be healthy this is my own opinion based sure. on my research you know if it's 5% of your diet you know maybe 10 5 to 10% probably you'd probably be all right but the problem is meat's 70 80% of people's diets yeah you know I think that's you know aside from all the other issues of moral and all that stuff which not putting on anybody. I'm just saying from a health standpoint, sure. you know, everybody should should definitely reduce that. that stuff. Don't have to eliminate it. Just reduce it because uh, you don't need you know, anything in, 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 in extreme measure is, is toxic. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's why you're seeing all this gluten-free type stuff because mm. there's wheat and everything um, and people are just eating too much of it and not eating the good quality kind of wheat. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Okay, next question. <laughs> um, thinking about folks in St. Louis, and it could be in the food industry or any sort of industry you like, who do you think are maybe some people you or we ought to watch in uh, the new year with what they're doing? Who are you excited about? Hmm, who am I excited about? Well, I know Corey from Strange Donuts is open in that Chinese place. Mm -hmm. Good fortune, yeah. Mm -hmm. He seems to be putting a lot of work into it and looks like it's coming together well. Yeah, hope so. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a guy that I've become friends with, Joey v Vital, or Vital, I don't know how to say his last name. He was a professional hockey player and he's really into bacon bread. Mm. Uh, he's supplying a few places. He's just sort of doing it. He doesn't really have a a, a shop or anything. He's just he's just supplying a few restaurants here and there, and mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. looking to do something. He's doing the bread on the level of Union Loafers for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he trained in San Francisco for a month. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know where he's going with it, but mm -hmm. uh, I think he's still trying to figure it out. Because I told him, I'm like, well, if you, do you want to make all the bread or do you want other people to make the bread? Mm. You know, because if you're making all the bread, then you're working all the time. Like I did at Pizzioli. And that can get old sure. after a while. Let's see, who else is doing anything? Uh, I heard there was, I don't know the person's name, but I heard there was a vegan restaurant opening somewhere in the uh, Shaw area. Really? Really? And a gold hmm. garage, uh, you know, one of those old gas stations. Hmm. I, I've read a few things about it. I'm not sure where that no, is. I've not heard I've not, that. Yeah, I've never met him on the address. I'm always excited about vegan, vegetarian places. I think St. Louis needs more of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know of, of anybody else yeah. uh, or of any, you know, I follow, obviously I follow the restaurant industry. And I'm trying to think of anything else. I guess there's always new restaurants popping up and then closing too. <laughs> so, sure, uh, sure. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Then. How about you guys? Do you guys know any, uh, anybody, uh, uh, anything that's going on? That's a good question. I only know the restaurant industry. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't. Anything else. I don't read the magazines or the papers religiously. Mm. So it's kind of like I skim stuff and sometimes they'll say, oh, this person's opening something. And I'm like, cool. Okay, so I don't I don't know a lot. Um, uh, tomorrow we're going to eat at the new David Bailey restaurant. Okay. It's uh, like New Orleans uh, Cajun themed. Okay. Um, so excited about that. Yeah. What's it called again? Lacadienne. Lacadienne. I was in La Casa and that was not right. No. So. <laughs> nope. What mm -hmm. else? I, don't know. I think in general, obviously, since I moved here, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. I think in 2010, none of the vegetarian vegan places were there, except no. for Sweet Art was there. Yeah. I think they Gokul were one of the first there. Gokul, I haven't been there in a while, actually. I should go either. back. Mm. Uh, but, like, Lulu's, Treehouse, sure, yeah. Seeds, mm. um, Pure Vegan, yes. mm. Small Batch. Mm -hmm. trying to think mm. what other re vegetarian restaurants. Frida's, Pizzioli. None of those places were here when I, we moved mm. here. Yeah. Mm. I think in the last five to seven years, uh, I was just saying this in an interview with Pizza Today magazine about 
Pizza how, Today magazine. Yeah. Hmm. It's Heck. the uh, it's the industry uh, magazine. Top oh. top magazine. There's there's Pizza Today and PMQ. Mm-hmm. Um, that Pizza Today is the one that hosts the Pizza Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty pretty widely read publication mm. in the pizza industry. Cool. So I was talking about how so I'm going to do a cashew cheese demo out in the expo in Las Vegas mm. in March, and I'm on a panel too. Mm. Uh, first time startups startup mistakes and how to avoid them. Mm. So I got a lot of case studies here in St. Louis yeah, that I can yeah. use. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, but uh, so anyway, a lot of national mainstream national food organizations have taken note of the market the vegetarian yeah. and vegan markets yeah. in the last five to seven years totally. and I was telling that pizza today I still think it's underserved natural nationally mm. but if you're if you're a, a real place now you got to have a vegan and ve- good vegan vegetarian option well mm. I can't say a real place I'm saying if you're if you're a forward-looking type of establishment you're going to have some some good options and all the restaurants in st louis that i go to generally obviously have good options Mm -hmm. the ones that aren't completely vegetarian yeah i did eat the other night at that new restaurant called louis down in uh, demand oh yeah that was excellent Mm, yeah they have uh, have we just had their pasta Mm. uh that just with the tomato sauce Mm. which was excellent we had a some asparagus no broccolini was really good we had one of their like wild grain salads or something mm. it was all excellent i didn't have the pizza they got a wood-fired oven there mm. the pizza looked good um i'll try that next time yeah uh, but that's definitely and, and they have a lot of vegetarian well they actually the menu is really small but mm. half of it i'd say is non-meat mm-hmm. cool so yeah cool i'd say that one is okay but i think the owner uh, has some experience had a restaurant before worked for niche i yeah i want to say that it's like it's 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 sort of one of those places that every little thing is perfect Uh Mm. like i was looking at their refrigerators and i don't their refrigerators (laughs) the one refrigerator probably costs more than what it cost me to open pizza head you know this is all high end yeah you know mm. everything the way uh, the servers the people taking the the dishes the host mm. everything is sort of just extremely mm. well organized mm-hmm. there mm. cool it's sort of a professional restaurant you would mm. say I see. Cool. um so yeah you could just tell by the way the operation was really smooth and uh, mm. yeah it was an excellent place nice cool, cool. have to check it out yeah, yeah. cool um Scott, tell everybody if they want to visit you in person or online, where can they find you? Uh, well, online, you know, web, my website, you can email me, mm-hmm. Pizza Head, PizzaHeadSTL at gmail.com. That's probably the best way. I'm actually not at the shop while we're open anymore. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I pop in. Mm-hmm. I'm there in the mornings. I take care of the business and then I leave. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I am kind of an extreme person, so I go from one extreme to the other. Mm. It's just my, my nature. Mm-hmm. So I was there all the time at Pizzioli, and now at Pizza Head, I'm not there at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, I set it up to be that way. So if I'm there, I'm in the way. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> yeah. So And it's weird, but 
I don't even like to go there when we're open anymore. Mm. Mm. So I manage, I, I have technology to where I can, I can manage the place. Mm. Uh, I come in in the morning. I make sure everything was done right, mm. clean, do the money, mm. uh, do the inventory. And then I check in every so often on the, I got, I got a camera. I'm not, not watching all the time. Sure, sure. Just here and there. Yeah. Just to see how busy we are. I actually like it better. And I'm going on vacation Wednesday and mm. we'll still be open. Cool. And wow. I'm making money while I'm on vacation, which well, I cool. wasn't doing at Pizzioli, which, yeah. I, which I hated. Yeah. Well, it seemed at the time yeah. you didn't want to really let go of that control. Looking back, it, 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 it seemed like control, but really what it was, it was <clears throat> control, but at the same time, it was, I didn't know necessarily I wasn't as experienced in the restaurant business so I was doing everything because I thought I had to to be successful but what I realized as time went on was I don't have to do everything for it to be successful now if I if I know if I knew what I knew if I knew what I know now you know I would be operating pizzioli much differently but again I, I had a great run there. Mm. It was successful from the from start from inception to, to finish. Mm. And again, it's a lot of forethought, you know, to you know to sell a restaurant. I mean, that's a hard thing. Mm. Uh, I was able to not have to just close and sell the equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't all. I was going to close it anyway. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do two restaurants. So I was either going to sure. close it. Sell the equipment, even if I closed it, because my rent, my uh, lease was up, so I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't have lost any money. Mm. Well, I got, you know, some money for the equipment or sell it. So I, when I hired the broker, I said, "You got to sell it by this time, otherwise, mm. I'm just closing it." You know, mm. and they were able to find somebody, and we made the sale. And and Kyle's doing a great job over there. He's done a lot of, of you know, it's his place now, so it's taken on his personality. Mm. I don't know if you've been there. No, um, but he's done a lot of interesting things to mm. it, uh, good things, things that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, the pizza's still the same. Uh, you know, it's a different, completely different vibe mm. just because yeah. it's a different owner. Mm-hmm. So, but it's still a great place, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Also, too, I think it, the timing was right just because I just Neapolitan pizza just never, never took hold in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, again, I had a good run there, and mm. I probably could have kept going there for sure. The good pie was there first. That lasted a little while. Mm. You know, Randolphy's closed. Um, I think there's a few wood-fired pizza places, but there's no real Neapolitan pizza place in this town. Mm. None. Mm. There's a few wood-fired places, but not the classic Neapolitan. And there are in a lot. There's a lot in other towns. Mm. It just St. Louis, maybe because they have their own pizza style. I don't maybe know. So. It just and that's why you don't see anybody opening one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Louis place has a has a Neapolitan oven. They have a mm-hmm. a Kunto. It's a very famous oven. You know, they hand build them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But their pizza is is more like wood fired artisan. I wouldn't call it. It's definitely not traditional Neapolitan pizza. Mm. Uh, I mean, when I think when I think of pizza in St. Louis, I think of Emos. I think of the Blackthorn fucking pizza. Um, is I think there's this, this kind of two said these these are existing institutions, maybe maybe Pizza Hut can break that a little bit and you know make New York style. Is yours considered New York oh, style it's, or is it's it's 
it's broken. I mean, people mm. love pizza by the slice. You mm. know, when I said, well, the pizza I make is mm. is is the in the consciousness of Americans. It's what mm. they grow up with. It's a round mm. pizza and triangles. Mm. You know, that's. I mean, New St. Louis yeah. has their squares, yeah. but pizza, as it's known in America, comes from New York. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you how many people are just like, I can't believe, you know, there's a place that you can get pizza by the slice. Uh-huh. Yeah, again, there's people that get their emos and whatever, but, um, you know, we're we're doing more business than than I even, you know, I even projected. Like, we're doing mm. probably double. Cool, that's awesome. So, you know, people still like their dominoes, people still like their emos, but again, my whole business plan, my whole, my whole model is based on the slice. Mm. I mean, we do half our pies or slice pies. Mm. I mean, we'll do, we could do four or 500 slices a day on the weekends. That's the thing there. I mean, we do a lot of whole pies, obviously, but without that slice business, yeah. it would just be a Rockinelli's or a, you know, it would just be another pizza place in St. Louis that doesn't do it by the slice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get a slice at Rockinelli's, you can get a slice at Ferraro's, you can get a slice at La Pizza, which are all, good places just it's not their business they sell whole pies yeah because there you gotta wait for a slice Mm. a pizza head you get it immediately yeah Yeah. right Right when you walk out walk in and that's 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 (laughs) what people love about pizza head is they come Mm. in it's faster than fast food Mm -hmm. where else can you walk in a place and literally get the food the minute you pay (laughs) (laughs) and it's hot and it's delicious okay but uh no what i meant about the neapolitan pizza is that it's different the the crust and just the Mm. way it is made it's just not what people grow up with Mm. uh here in the u.s Mm -hmm. now if you're in a major city and you're you know culinary wise you're you're a, you're a foodie or something. You you're gonna seek out those interesting concepts. Yeah, yeah and I just don't think St. Louis has enough. They have foodies, but they don't have enough. Mm. Where you have a New York, you have a San Francisco, you have an Austin, you have all these gateway cities. Mm. I mean, people are generally they're just more foodies there. You know, we're mm. here. You have people that love their toasted ravioli and their, you know, and their their local favorites. Mm. Then, oh, that's another thing, pizza. <laughs> Is a local thing. So in New York or New Jersey, where I grew up, you go to the pizza shop that's near you, generally, mm. unless it's completely horrible. You just go to the one that's maybe in the next town that's sure. right, yeah. still close. Yeah. That's why Pizza Head's successful because mm. the neighborhood there, you can walk to it mm. uh, and it's by the slice. Mm-hmm. So it's a local, it, you know, pizza's local. People aren't going to drive. Or it's that's why Pizza Head's more successful than Pizzioli. Pizzioli was a destination. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think destination pizza places just are. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sit down pizza places are extremely tough. You got to mm-hmm. be selling forty percent liquor to make it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that long? <laughs> what was that long? No, that's fine. Right. No, talk. We're good. <laughs> I'm probably I'm gonna ask you one more question, and then we will sign off. Mm. Is uh, I want you to, or I want to know, do you have any asks or requests for the folks listening to us? What, what do you mean? Like anything you'd like them to do or consider or place to go? 
going to plug Pizza Hut. Please do. I haven't been there. Yeah. Please come. It's good. Yeah, it's very good, actually. It's big slices and large pies, classic toppings, nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Loud music. Uh, yeah. Although we've, we've actually turned it down a little bit. Uh, just, I read this interesting thing in Pizza Today, which said things the owners can do to improve their business. And one of them was go eat at your own restaurant as a customer. Mm. So I went in, I ordered, I sat down, and then you see all these different things. So I realized the music was a little too loud because I couldn't have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But we, it's still louder than most places. It's just not... Mm-hmm. We toned yeah. it down a little. Uh, we started with a really heavy punk rock focus and music, but mm-hmm. uh, the staff wore me down bad uh, <laughs> on wanting to play some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I gave in a little. Not too much, but we're doing a little diverse... The, the, the criteria is you can't... You should not hear the music we play at any other place. It's mm. got to be edgy. It's got to be alternative. Sure. Yeah. It's got to be interesting. You know, so that's the criteria. Mm-hmm. So it's we're still going to have music shows nice. um, probably once a month. Mm-hmm. Again, that wasn't something I wasn't, wasn't in my plan, but people, uh, the staff was like, oh, you got to have shows, you got to have shows. So mm-hmm. shows are fun. They're a little bit of a pain, uh, moving tables and chairs, and, but they always turn out to be fun. In, in short measure, you know, we're not a venue. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and I'd also say uh, go out and try as many restaurants as you can, you know, with your budget and uh, you know, support the local scene. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Scott, thank Cheers. you. Good Cheers. to see you. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Are we off now? Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, would you uh, mind giving this podcast a rating and review? That really does help all the ratings in iTunes and such to help more people find this podcast, which is what we want. Thanks. Also, if you're looking for a way to support us and this podcast, consider joining our Patreon account, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff where you can join at a certain level that's right for you and receive all sorts of cool rewards. We look forward to reaching out to you more. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys.